Hey, neighbors, welcome back to the podcast. It's Matt Raymer. Haven't done one in a while. I've been super busy, but like like you guys, uh, like everybody has. I got a very special guest today. He's a man that I, I remember uh, from my youth growing up. Uh, his voice is very familiar. He's a uh, an icon and a staple in East Pasco County sports. His name is Mr. Gerald Newton. Uh, Mr. Newton agreed to do an interview with me via the phone He's got a few little minor health issues that kind of has uh, limited his mobility. So we're going to do a, a phone call interview uh, with Mr. Newton on this podcast. So I want to just uh, tell you it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. It's about 40 minutes long. Get a lot of insight to the history of East Pasco and uh, Mr. Newton himself. So thank you for tuning in and uh, stay tuned. Let's do it. Hey, neighbors. Welcome back to our Pasco County podcast with your host, Matt Raymer. Hello, Mr. Newton. Yes, sir. It's Matt Raymer. How are you? Oh, I know you. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, boy. Hey, I, I had some technical difficulties. Darn. I'm, I'm, oh, by the way, before we get started, congratulations on I read where you just passed your uh, regular real estate. Uh, my broker's test. Yes, sir. Broker's exam, yeah. I okay. have, All I right. did. Yeah, I'm a licensed broker now. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. It means a lot well, coming you, from you. Your business in town or in Zephyrhills? We are actually running a statewide brokerage. Um, we're actually, oh. out of, um, I live over in uh, East Zephyr Hills, over in Lumberton. And, oh, okay. and that's, that's right. where I live. So that technically, that's where the base of the business is at. But it's more of a virtual type real estate company that, that, that we're doing. We're launching it primarily oh. here in Pasco County, but also statewide. But Thank you for okay. asking about it. I appreciate that. Okay. I appreciate it. I, um, I've never done an interview. I bought the equipment to be able to do an interview over the phone like this. And I bought a specific piece of equipment. And um, lo and behold, when I, I give myself an hour to get ready for this, and uh, <laughs> I didn't have one cord. Oh, so. oh, this caused you a lot more trouble than the others? <laughs> you, don't, you don't usually do them on phone? No, sir. We usually do them on Zoom or in person or something like that. But this is kind of cool. I like this. I like I like the whole phone setup. I've been wanting to try this on the phone. Well, my my problem is I've had I've been down with had knee surgery on both of my knees, and uh, even before I had the knee surgery, I had it scheduled for several times, and something came up to postpone it. So uh, I don't get out very much. And I still not clear to drive, so I understand uh, that. Otherwise, I could have gone and met you somewhere, no, done whatever. Fine. But I like this. This is the easiest way for me to do it, and the hardest way for you to do it. So. No, 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 no. This is this is uh, it's my <laughs> fault. I should have been I should have been better prepared. And uh, yeah, I had to send my son to the store and try to get a cord. And, but then we found one. We got it up and going. You know how this stuff is. You've been doing this for okay. half a All century. Right. You know how it is. Nothing ever works out until till the last minute. But. I appreciate you being on today. We we're starting to do these podcasts. I don't know if you listen to podcasts or nothing, but it's just kind yeah, of. Yeah, I listen. I, I listen to uh, after you contacted me, and I didn't even know anything about it. And uh, I listened for some, to some of them. Yeah, well, I listened to your introduction one. I did. Too. And uh, I just this morning I listened to one you had with a lady at Zephyr Hills Chamber of Commerce. Yes, sir. Or, or yeah, yeah, the main street. I listened a while with that one. Yeah, she, yep. they're, they're really nice people down there. That's a pretty, I, pretty neat I thing. I saw what what you do with her a Zoom. Is that what that was? Yes, yeah, sir. That's a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a Zoom call. So that's, that's that's easier to do than than by phone. 
Well, it's it's um no sure. This one's kind of somewhat easy, but I'm I'm so I'm recording this, but I'm actually recording the video. So as uh, oh. as I have you on the audio part of it, this is actually going to be a video uh, almost identical to that Zoom call, except yep. I, I have your Facebook picture on the um as the as the, oh, as the person goodness. I'm talking to. That yeah, you're good looking man. I may, I may that may tune some people out. <laughs> Heck no. Good looking man. Good looking man. <laughs> so I just okay. want to start a couple things. As you're you're kind of an icon in this community and, and um I remember going to Pasco High and you being there and you just, you just when, when were you at Pasco? Uh in the nineties, early nineties. In the nineties at high school? Yes, sir. Yes, so you came through a junior high too, didn't you? Yeah, I I believe it was a junior was high. I, was I there then? I, I was there all, all through the eighties. Um I'm born in '76, so I don't, I don't know. No, you don't think I, you know, you wouldn't have been there in the '80s. I remember Mr. Jackson. I, you know, there, I don't remember a whole lot yeah, about middle Glenn. school. Glenn Jackson. I remember him. He paddled my butt a couple times. <laughs> uh, you know, it was unjustly, Mr. Jackson. It was unjustly. I didn't deserve it. I was such a model student. And, well, uh, <laughs> we can't get him now to to defend himself because you know, he passed on. A few yeah, years. no, he's a good yeah. guy. I deserved a thousand of them. Yeah, and only yeah, got I worked a couple. with him for about about nine years there. At the, we were junior high for seven years of my tenure there, and then we went to middle school for a couple of years. That is so cool. So, I, the, you're an icon to a lot of us in this community. But as you know, our community is is ex, ever, is expanding pretty it's rapidly. Changing. It's changing. And so for those of the people in the community that don't know the particulars, I just want to start yep. off with a couple things. Like, first off, how old are you now? I mean, because you're looking only like oh, 50. Oh, my goodness. I'll be 80 next birthday. Oh, really? I'm, I'm 79 right now. Man, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. So where were you born? Were you born here local or did you, or did you come in? No, I was born in South Georgia in Calcutt County, Georgia, uh, in an old farmhouse. Between Moultrie and Norman Park, Georgia. Oh, I was 1942. in 1942. I was in Moultrie a few weeks ago. That is 1942. Yep. Man, that is awesome. That is awesome. So how, how did you guys wind up in Central Florida? How did we end up what? How did you guys wind up here in Dade City, East Pasco County? Oh, we came here in uh, December of uh, my mother and sister and I had come here because we had some uh, a couple of brothers here. So we came to visit down to visit them probably in 1948. And then in 1950, during the Christmas holidays, uh, Mom and Dad decided they want to come down here and see if they could find jobs. So they uh, took my sister and I out of school at Norman Park, and we came here and we didn't go back. So uh, 1950, that that's how awesome. we ended up here. I was in the, I was in the uh, third grade, and she was in the first. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Which elementary this, school did you go is, to? Go ahead. This is this is home, not Moultrie. No, this I understand that. Yeah, this is clearly home. Which elementary yep. school did you go to? I went to Cox. I think we were Dade City. No, we were Dade City Grammar School when I went there. But of course, it's Rodney Cox now. Yes, sir. Right, also, right. that was my first teaching job, and, and, and I think we were Rodney Cox then. So, well, that's yeah, good. Now the now the junior high that you went to, um, so was was the high school where the where the the annex building was at the junior high? Okay, the the, the new building they redone a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That that where now that's been redone, but that slot and on the outside it looks just like our high school. Anyway, that was my that was our high school. 
that big white building that, that was to the north. What was that? I, what year? You remember that big white building that was to the north of where the that north? was that was that was my junior high. So that was where the junior years. high was at, and where the the, and, the middle school's at now was actually the high school. Well, it was a it was junior high when I was there. Okay. While the, while they were constructing the high school, uh, we we they swapped campuses. So we went we were in the old high school building, and and, and then eventually uh, the new building was completed. Uh, the the junior high had moved up on the hill, and then they came back, and and that became where the old high school was became the junior high. Okay. So so did you actually go to high school where the high school's at now? No. Okay. You never no. When was that thing built? I'm just curious. The high school? Oh my lord, you let's see. I don't know. Uh why did they call it Pasco Comprehensive High School? What does that word comprehensive because mean? Because it had it, it had all kind of vocational programs, uh like auto mechanics, cosmetology and and several uh, courses like that, so made, they made it Pasco comprehensive. Man, we sure do need and some then, more of those. And then when they they also had some construction, uh, you know, just some 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 stuff they should have now. Ah, you know, that, that is so the true. Kids can get out and and actually get a job. You know, without going to college. You know, everybody's not going to college, but the, the school board they keep reversing ever so so many years on that. That everybody is going to Harvard for a few years, and, and then some other years. Uh, they they're gonna get a job somewhere out in the community, you know. Yeah. That, yeah. That, well, anyway, that was that was a well, the comprehensive. So then you, they switched it back after the programs were gone, dropped. You taught some of those programs there, didn't you, at the Pasco Comprehensive uh, High School? I taught I, I taught work experience, work experience. Uh, and that was when I was at the junior high. Uh, I started teaching that work experience at Zephyrils High School. Then I transferred to Pasco Junior. Yeah, I taught work experience uh, for a couple of years. Yeah, okay. and then in the summer, I ran a program, private industry council, and then we taught those programs there: construction, auto mechanics, some of the things the school, in my opinion, should have kept teaching, but they didn't. I, I'm dealing with that right now. I have a 16 year old son and a and a you know 17. Well, my boy's going to be 17 in a few days. And uh, they are, and I and I have a, a stepson that's seventeen, and I'm gonna tell you, it's unbelievable the struggle that these these teenage boys are going through now in these high schools because they are so bored out of their mind. It's yep. unreal. I mean, this 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 yep. curriculum is not designed for these kids, and even in, even today, it's like it boggles my mind how you're trying to get a seventeen year old boy to sit down in a chemistry class when this dude. I mean, well, just he doesn't wants, need to be in a chemistry class. He needs to be in a welding know, unless, class, unless he's going to college. Yeah, uh, you know, he needs to be in construction or auto mechanics or oh. or whatever they would like to do in life. That's what they where they need to be. That's exactly right. They, they need to be in yeah some basic English, some basic math. Uh, you know, every day to get them ready for everyday life. But but no, like you say, not some of these. Well, if it's being chemistry, they must be pretty smart. Well, pretty smart. I, don't, I may be giving them more credit than they deserve, but you know, uh, in 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 my humble opinion, I mean, if a man can add, subtract, if he can read a tape measure, and uh, he can do percentages and some uh, division and some uh, multiplication, he's probably pretty good. You know what I mean? He's he's, he's, ready, he, for life, he's yeah. ready for life. He's ready for life, and uh, 
and um, these 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 kids are just not being set up for success. I, I don't, and I honestly, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know if that's a local curriculum or if that's a state curriculum. I don't know who's in charge of making a decision to send a seventeen-year-old into these classes. Well, like I say, when a lot of kids need to be in those kind of programs, but instead they've got them in algebra one, algebra two, trigonometry, and all that kind of stuff. You know, they'll never use. So a funny. I took it. I took algebra one one year and just did pass it, but I've never used it in my life. You know, if uh, you if, if if you continue to, um, you know, if you continue to set the bar too high for these kids, they just get they get discouraged and have uh, more and more dropouts. And you know what? I mean, a boy, boys and girls learn different. I mean, they just truly do. They're interested in different things and they learn differently. And and you can't and and kids learn differently. And um, yep. I just don't understand it. But here's a funny story. So um, uh, my ex-wife, uh, her her dad, uh, Dwayne Sessoms, I mean, just a really good man. I know. I know Spook. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I've been around uh, Spook for 25, 30 years of my life. And um, you actually gave him the nickname Spook. And so that we've, we, ca- we called him. him. Him and a guy named Mylon Toons. <laughs> you, Both of them spooks for the same reason. <laughs> I guess they missed basketball practice or something one day. No, <laughs> no. You hadn't heard that story? <laughs> no. They went, remember, the, years, years ago, the local theater had a Friday the 13th a spook show. Okay. Halloween type shows. And so they were both on my Pee basketball teams. Oh. Now, they weren't the same year. They were they're different years apart. Yeah, yeah. It's what might, made it ironic. And so they were late to the Saturday morning peewee game. So I named them, nicknamed them both Spook. <laughs> That's awesome. That name <laughs> has stuck with him, and he's been called that a billion times over the years. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Myron, I talked to him a while back, and he told me that only when he's home in Dade City is he still called Spook. Yeah. Of course, where he is now, somewhere in central Florida, somewhere, he says they don't know anything about it. But <laughs> said when he comes home, occasionally he'll hear somebody calling Spook. <laughs> Oh, so what all uh, what all sports are were, were you involved in? You've pretty much taught everything. I mean, coached everything, haven't you? Okay, I well, I played. Uh, I played. I wasn't a real good ball player, but I made the teams. Played some. I played uh, baseball and, and basketball at Pasco. I got you. And then okay, now I, co- I coached uh, most of my years coaching uh, came at Pasco Junior High, uh, where I coached. Those those two sports too, basketball and, and baseball. I was also athletic director for about eight years at, at what was in Pasco Junior High. At Zephyr Hills, that was my high school coaching. I coached the girls basketball for let's see three years. I coached baseball for two years at Zephyr Hills. I had JV one year and varsity the other, and uh, so that was that was my coaching. And then I taught some. I majored in PE. I didn't teach a lot of PE, uh, but but I did teach it for a few years. And I taught some other programs like in school suspension uh, at, at the junior high, and uh, also some some other work experience like we mentioned before. I taught that at Zephyr Hills and also at Pasco Junior High. That's pretty interesting. What about your um, your broadcasting career? I mean, cause uh, are we on now? Are you taping? Sure. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're taping. You're taping, or, yeah. or we're previewing? No, oh, gosh, okay. I, I, I hit the record I button a long time ago, and I said, "Shoot, we'll just edit it out." 
I didn't know where to get nervous or not. No, ain't no sense getting nervous. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of folks that like to hear your voice, man. We've, we've missed Uh-oh. hearing your voice a long time. Okay, you, you you shoot the questions here. Don't let me start asking you questions. <laughs> no, you can I'm ask used them. To, I'm used to being on the other side of I it. I know that. All right, go ahead. So your broadcast career, so like um, you were the PA announcer, weren't you? And, oh, okay, I did PA. Right, let's put it this way. I worked out of that press box probably for 40, 42 years. Oh, wow. Now, as, as a PA announcer, but then some years I did radio, and then some years, several years, I did the PA for home games, and I did the radio for away games. I think that's probably where I, – I, I, I'm probably familiar with that that role. Probably what? I'm probably familiar with that role. Did you like the um, – w- which did you like doing better, the PA or the radio? I figured that was going to come. You know, I don't know. I like both of them. Yeah. Uh, had probably more of an audience, and you had to be more accurate on the PA because, you know, you have 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, depending on how the team was doing, you know, at, at, at the home games. And, uh, you know, on, on the away games, uh, I, we didn't know how many was listening on the radio. I had no idea from, from week to week. Yes, sir. But you had to be more accurate on the PA system. Because, for example, you're listening to an away game, and uh, we say, and the ball, ball carrier goes up across the 40, maybe the 42, and on the tackle, and we we not really sure who made the tackle. Yeah. Well, we may just give it to somebody. That's right. Close by. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, now at the stadium, you couldn't do that That's because right. then you'd get some mother just stand up and holler, "Hey, that was my kid that <laughs> made that tackle," you know. So we had to make sure. That was number 42 that made the tackle, or number 78. <laughs> Not the case on the road. We tried to be accurate now as possible on the road, uh, but you didn't have to be quite as. That You know, that's so, that, that, that is so true. I, um, I did some PA announcing um, for PAL, and I, I, was a, I was a high school PA announcer for, uh, I think, a year or so. And uh, I'm going to tell you, if you messed up a kid's name, you didn't have to worry about it. That mom was going to be right up there and telling you exactly, uh, exactly how to pronounce right. it. And so I just got to where I'd say um, I'd, I'd say the name the kid's name, and I'd say if that ain't his name, I didn't name him. You named him, not me. I, I mean, I'm reading the name. I, I'm doing the best I can. I don't, you know. I was uh, leads me to remember I was doing a, a PA for high school baseball game uh, one night, and, and I can I can use your last name for example Absolutely. because of the R on the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say I say on the stop is Matt Raymer. Well, some mother came up in the press box after a while, she said, my kid's last name is Rayma. You know, oh, like you weren't supposed to say it. In the yard. Oh, so my gosh. The next time the kid came to bat, I said, next batter for Hudson is Matt Raymer. <laughs> you said it. For you, for, for you folks up north, <laughs> it is Rayma. <laughs> she come back up and had a big laugh about that. Oh, but yeah, you had to be careful about how you call her names, yeah. Oh, I, hear about it. oh I promise you they would. I promise you they and, would. And then, you know, some names, you may have three different players on a team spelled differently but pronounced the same way, you know. That's true. Uh, Smith, you know, yeah. Smith, yep. S-M-I-T-H, S-M-Y-T-H, mm-hmm. you know, any different way. So. Oh, there's so What many, I used to yeah. do, a lot of times on, on a PA, uh, I would ask for somebody from the visiting team uh, to come up to the press box with me, you know, a little time before the ball game, and go over a few of the more difficult names, and uh, that that would help out a lot. Or I would even tell them they could stay up there if they wanted to, and one or two took me up on it. 
So that's that pretty, helped a lot. That was that was pretty nice. When's the last pirate game you went to? Last pirate game mm-hmm. because of my almost shut in situation with my knees and well, health and, and whatever. And, yeah, COVID's come in here and got us. Last last game was I suppose in twenty twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, twenty twelve or twenty thirteen. What I did, uh, we they couldn't do the games on radio. It got to be so expensive, so they did it online. Okay, it was live, but it was online. So Jim Ward asked me if I would uh, do the games online. So I I reckon that was twenty or twelve or twenty thirteen. That's the last time I've been out there. I did now go to a baseball game here recently. My grandson is in the eighth grade, but he's playing in the. ball league here with the JV team. Mm-hmm. So we did get out and see a baseball game here a couple of weeks ago. But other than that, it's a, it's been almost a, a indoor situation for me. I understand that. Well, you're, you're keeping everybody uh, up to date on Facebook with all the, all the scores and the, and the trivia. Where do you come up with this trivia? I read this stuff and I'm like, this is like an well, ESPN got- sports center or something. I mean, you're like your own trivia book about the Pasco sports. Okay. All right. Let me explain this. I've got material for football for Pasco starting back in 1945, I believe it is, and almost continuous up through 2000, 2001. Uh, and then after that, uh, I don't have it, but you can get it on the Internet. Sure. You know, just you just have to go to uh, – there's several sources on Internet that you can go to. So there's a lot of ways to go to it. A lot of it uh, – I know I, I use memory for some. That's when I get in trouble. I use material I have here uh, to get a lot of it. So any different ways to come up with a trivia. I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, it's that's it's pretty interesting, um, the stuff that you come up with. I mean, we yeah, it's uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's get it gets frustrating sometimes. And like anything else, you do it over and over and over. You have to take a break from it. You do. That's right. But yeah, I've got I've got information football. Now I don't have that readily available information basketball and baseball, uh, but I do on football. Even though that's a sport I didn't play and I didn't coach, but I have, uh, from a newspaper standpoint, though, uh, I did cover football for many years. Uh, You've covered a lot of it. You cover. What are some of your best memories regarding Pasco sports? Oh, probably. What are you talking about in, in football? Football, probably. I've looked through some articles the other day I had that I wrote several years ago. My five most exciting games that I broadcast, and I think actually one of them was a PA system. And ironically, the 1992 state championship game was not it was number number five. Out of those five, really, because the game itself was not exciting when we beat Jesuit in '92 yeah. for the state championship. I listened to that. Probably uh, the most exciting ball game came back in 1991. No, let's let's check it. '83, '83. No, it was '91 when Pasco fell behind in the district championship game at Brooksville. We felt we fell behind 21 to nothing. Oh wow! And we came back. And tied the ball game at 21 and went to overtime. And then in the first overtime period, Mike Penix, off tackle, went in to score the point, the touchdown. We kicked the extra point to go ahead 28-21. Then the real excitement came when Hernando had this kid named Dwayne Mobley, 
who later would play for the Florida Gators. Yep. Anyway, Mobley was a big, strong running back, and from the 10-yard line, uh, he got four plays to try to get it in. So the first three plays, we stopped Mobley just outside the one-yard line. Fourth down and goal for Hernando. We're ahead 28-21. And then a big pile up at the goal line, and I yelled in the microphone, they have stopped Dwayne Mobley at the goal line. They stopped Dwayne Mobley at the goal line, and Pasco wins the district championship. And so that was back in uh, 91. Then 83 was a similar situation where we blocked a field goal attempt by Hernando Kicker. On the first try, it was good. His name was Yates, as I remember. First kick was good from about 30 yards out. But Hernando was penalized for illegal procedure. They backed him up five yards. The second try, a couple of pirates come in and block the field goal attempt. And there again, we won the district championship. Those were probably the two most exciting games. Then let's go back to 92. Uh, the week before the state championship game, uh, we played the, the semifinal game here. It was against uh, Pensacola Pace, although I understand okay. Pace is quite a ways out of Pensacola, but that's what they call it, Pensacola Pace. They had a guy by the name of Thad uh, Busby, and uh, he, he picked Pasco apart through some of the game, but Pasco also stayed with them scoring. Then in the final, uh, so outside of a minute left to play, uh, Pasco ahead by one touchdown, uh, actually, it was less than a touchdown, I believe. And Busby had his team down about the 15 or 20 yard line. And then he had a man he thought was open at the goal line. But Isaac Johnson, our quarterback, but also he played defensive back, he picked off the pass to the goal line, and that saved that ball game. Uh, that is the one that got us to the state championship game. So that was probably three of the most exciting games. And I don't remember on the game with pace if i was on the pa it was a home game or if i was on radio i don't remember but either way those were the three of the most exciting games the other two were little league games uh that was it was probably really exciting so but, i mean there's a lot of them yeah uh, there's a lot of them uh that they went right down to the wire but those are about three of the more exciting ones that i called that is so cool. I mean, that's things that, that just part of history that'll be uh, gone with the wind, you know, erased. Well, you know what? I, do you mind if we dive into that 92 uh, season? You mind if we talk about that a little yeah. bit? So, Go ahead. so that to me. I, my I'm, memory now, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking. Uh, you know, without any notes. So go ahead. Let me see wow. what I can remember. Wow. You got it. You said all that without any notes? Yeah. Only, only thing I got written down here is Matt Raymer. If I was <laughs> going to introduce my mother oh, on yeah. radio with a microphone in my hands, I wrote her name down. You know, uh, I got her name and the telephone number to call you. That's what I'm going <laughs> that's, by. Wow. That's amazing. When I would, when I would be, do the PA announcing, I would um, print out the Pledge of Allegiance. And when I read, so so I would read the pledge of pledge of allegiance versus try to say it off memory <laughs> through the. Oh, PA. I would do that too. Yes, because <laughs> yes. I would sure enough Absolutely. mess that up. Absolutely. Oh, and that's all everybody's attention's on that. So this '92 season, uh, Mr. Newton. So I was in high school at Pasco High at that point, and I, you know, everything that you're saying was, I mean, the buzz around there was unbelievable. The level of talent that played on the 1992 football season, a uh, team. And then, well, go ahead. 
Go ahead. And and then uh, the the to me the I, I the cloud that t- that surrounds that championship with a lot of people that that was in the community at the time is the is the whole Isaac Johnson thing. Now I'm not you know I don't I don't I don't really you're talking about the Isaac Johnson situation. Yes, sir. So the high and and I okay. have a very 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 weak watered down memory. I was a high school kid and. I didn't know the back. I didn't know the, the the back back door deals or what happened with all that stuff. I, I honest to goodness, I really don't even know what happened. But I just know it frustrated a lot of people. They turned in their season tickets and and stuff like that. What happened? Okay, here 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 is here is what happened as I understand it, and uh, I think my understanding is pretty close to being right. Uh, he apparently had been arrested for something back before the season started, mm-hmm. and he was on probation. Okay. So the season went, went along, nothing nothing happened. And then before the state championship game the night before, somebody, which we believe from the Tampa newspaper that now is defunct, uh, and they called that in. They knew about it, so they were saving it. Mm-hmm. So they called it in, said they knew where Isaac Johnson was. So they got him and they arrested him and, 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 and put him in jail overnight. Okay, now back during the regular season, the sheriff's office or police department or the law enforcement agencies that were contacted, they said they looked for him, but they couldn't find him. Well, through 10 games of the regular season, his name was in the newspaper every week. His name was called out over the PA system every night. His name was called over the radio every night through a 10-game regular season. But, you know, the word was they couldn't find him. Okay, anyway, back to he was in jail overnight, so – then he was bailed out by somebody the next morning. Yeah. Now, my contention on the thing was it was a violation of probation. Okay. If he was eligible to play the first football game of the season, then he was eligible to play in that state championship game. That was my take on it. Oh, gotcha. I understand. So that. I know a lot of people didn't understand. They didn't know what happened. They thought we'd let a criminal out of jail to play. That wasn't the case. It was a young kid that had done something and he was on probation, uh, and I don't think it was any great big offense. He didn't shoot anybody, didn't rob any banks or what any major crime, just something that caused him to be put on probation. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that was – and maybe, you know, maybe if uh, social media was around back then, there'd be a lot more clarification on it, and I'd be out, yep. out a little bit more. And um, So what do you think about this season? Um, so here's – let me give you a little backstory. Um, my daughter – my daughter cheered the last four years, and so we've went to every single varsity high school football game for the last four years. This is the first year that we are actually not attending the games. And um, I did go to one game. It was um, the, the Zephyr Hills Christian Academy game. Um, but other than that, I, I don't – I've never seen anything like this. I mean, this is absolutely unreal, and um, I don't know where – to put the blame and uh, and not that, you know, there's always got to be somebody held responsible. And I'm not asking you to, to point fingers at anyone. I, I, you've got a lot of experience and you've seen a lot of uh, teams come and go. I, I wanted to just ask you this question is that, do you think the powerhouse legacy that was Pasco high school is uh, kind of gone away simply because of the, 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 the athletic pool 
right? So uh, years ago, there was only Pasco and Zephyr Hills, and now there's so many other opportunities for these young athletes. What do you think is what? What do you think the demise is in the football program? What's happened? Well, it's changed a few years. A few years ago, when when now a kid can go to school anywhere, and they can play football almost anywhere. Some of the bigger, more powerful schools that are in the playoffs year in and year out, well, the kids will naturally flock to those schools. For example, Lakeland High School. They've been a power for years and years and years. They don't have to recruit. Um, I mean, kids will just go there. Uh, now, as far as, as, as this season and the last several seasons, I think it's now six straight losing seasons. Let's go back to 1967 through 1975. Pasco did not have a winning season back during that period of time. They did have two teams that went 5-5. Five and five. But after 75 and 76, Coach Jimmy Sessoms was hired up from the junior high to coach a varsity team. And uh, they had a 7-4 and four record, I think it was, in 76 and went to a bowl game. 77, they had the first winning season in first district championship, actually in the history of the school. 77s when we won our first district championship. So that was a dry period. A lot of people thinking Pasco Pirates football was dead and all this, and I know a lot of them are thinking that now, uh, but it'll come back. I don't know to the extent that it has in the past, but it'll come back I got in you. some way. I got you. But, uh, but like I say, and another thing, you know, there have been some good ball players that chose not to stay here that elected to go somewhere else, you know. Now, what reason that was for, I know, but I don't want to talk about it. No, I you know, yeah, uh, I, I get that completely. This year, this year now, I have a good source that has been to almost been to all the home games, and I think one or two road games. This combination this year, he says. Now, as far as the coaching, you know, uh, you couldn't bring Nick Saban in here, is what I understand. Nick Saban, you know who he is. Yeah, absolutely. Famous Alabama coach. You couldn't bring him or some guy like him in here this year, and the record still be 0-10 is what this person, that was his opinion of the situation. It can be a combination of coaching. It can be a combination of a lack of talent and a combination of, of, of other areas, you know, that would cause. Now, th- this season, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, we scored uh, three touchdowns all season much less not winning a ball game. And Friday night, I'm afraid it's not going to be pretty if Zephyr Hills doesn't want it to be pretty. <laughs> it's going to be bad. Uh, so, I'm, I, I mean, I don't know. That's who we play last game Friday night at yeah. Zephyr Hills. Yeah, it's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be real bad. So, uh, but I thought, let's back up to last year. Sure. Everybody went to the state playoffs last year, the COVID year. Everybody that was members of the Florida High School Activity Association, all they wanted to could be in the playoffs. So Pasco, of course, elected to go to the playoffs, and they won their first game 9-8 over Lacanto. Yep, same Lacanto that clobbered us the other night. But and then we got beat in the second round, but at least we went. And overall, the record was 5-6. and six. And I thought to myself, boy, they bounced back last year at 5-6. and six. And I think they got some of the same ball players back. I thought this year might even be a winning season. But honestly, I don't know what happened on the Hill. I, I just don't. I think it was a combination, maybe a number of things. 
and some of it I just not want to say on the air. I understand that completely. I, I yeah, agree with you. The, 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 if I was if I was writing in Tampa or some big city or something, big city newspaper, I would get on top of it. But not in a small town like this. You know, I'd just soon not talk about what I think is going on up there. I can respect that a hundred percent. The the um you know, there's this uh, the, the, my my son still goes to high school, and there just seems to be not a lot of interest in the players. You know what I mean? What I, what I mean by interest by students to play football. So there's not a lot of kids on the team. And um, I uh, my son played football when he was uh, when he was younger, and um, I never pushed him to do it anymore uh, for a multitude of reasons. But it just doesn't seem like they have a lot of players. Uh, so their talent level, you know, I'm not picking on any particular kid. Um, everybody's trying to do the best they can, but, um, it is certainly, uh, go ahead. When you go six or eight years without a winning season, naturally the interest is going to be down for players or for a lot of people, the community, uh, interest is going to wane every year. And now, you know, to try to get them out next year is going to be tough. I don't know. Now, what about this? What about this squad that's coming up from the middle school? Um, uh, these guys uh, for Pasco Middle School, they they seem to be pretty dominant this year. So maybe there's a maybe there's a crew coming in that's got some ability. Okay, a few things to look out there. Look at there. The middle school played an all Pasco County middle school schedule. Let me flip over here to I've got Pasco's schedule this year. Pasco. Well, Zephyros Christian is a county school. Then we played Nature Coast out of county, Hernando out of county, Springstead out of county, Ocala Vanguard. Why in the world they were scheduled? Oh, I know. They were in the district. They would have had to. Lake Gibson, also that was another team that they forfeited to in the middle of the season. Bellevue, so let's see. We played Land Lakes, Zephyros Christian, and River Ridge. River Ridge was a preseason game. We only played three in-county schools. Hmm. So you know what, what I'm getting at? Yeah. The middle school played at all Pasco County I see schedule. I see what you're saying. I okay, you're saying. and then the rest of it was, I mean, this was a tough schedule. Yeah. Uh, Nature Coast, uh, Hernando, we know they've been. Uh, why, do, why do we do that tougher. to ourselves? I mean, do we have to sign off on that? I, I mean, I don't do we have to agree to play those games? I don't know who made the schedule, whether it was the athletic director, whether it was the head football coach. I don't know who made the schedule. Does the uh, does Pasco now, does Pasco have to agree to play those games, or or the, the games designed des, you okay. know designated for them, decided for? All right, Matt. Let me let me back up here. Okay, we had to play Springstead. Okay, because they're in the district. We had to play Vanguard, their district. We didn't have to play Lake Gibson. Uh, Bellevue was in the district, and Lacanto also in the district. So we had to play those schools. Okay. Now, the schools that we had the choice on was Zephyrils Christian. I don't know why they were ever scheduled. We, we couldn't – if, if we'd have won, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have done us any good. I mean, yeah. playing us. Even though Zephyrils Christian has got a good program, but there's no way a small school like that should handle a Class 6A school. But anyway, they did. Okay, let me see. We didn't have to play Hernando. Uh we didn't have to play Lake Gibson, and we, well, we had to play Zephyrils. They're not in the district, but I understand several years ago, one of our coaches wanted to cancel the Zephyrils game, uh, 
but the superintendent said no. No, that, you can't that cancel that game. That series has been too long. We're not going to cancel the Sepulchre Hills game. And I'm quite sure if they could, they'd like to cancel this year's Sepulchre Hills game <laughs> because Sepulchre Hills is strong. They're, so I don't know what's going to happen, happen on Friday night. They're doing Were they going to well. have mercy on us or where they won't? I doubt it. Or where they are. Where they pile it up, I don't know. I, I doubt it. But anyway, I, I hope you understand. Now, all back it up. All credit to the middle school team. They uh, ran away with all their games except one. That's the one they lost. Uh, they lost to Zephyr Hills uh, eight to six. Mm-hmm. That was Stewart Middle School, named after Raymond Stewart, former superintendent, you know, and former state representative, named after him. Uh, that was eight six loss. And I understand it was a good game. My son saw that ball game, and he said it was a battle, a good game. And, of course, a lot of people have the opinion if they could play again, that pass go and win. But who knows? I don't know. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, they did. They ran over this past week. They, their final game, they won 60 to nothing. So uh, Yeah, they, they made up for it. Yeah. They, so I, think, I hope I answered that, taking you, nothing away from the middle school. But they played an all-county schedule in Pasco County football has never been considered among the elite in the state except the few years at Pasco, the one year we won the state championship in 92, which is the only state championship in football uh, by a county team. And then we've had Pasco been to the state semifinals a couple other times. Let's see, 208, I believe it was, and 213, or no, 211. 211 is when they also... Uh, they went to semifinals of the state. Uh, but other than that, uh, there's a couple other county teams that, that have gone a little bit deep in the playoffs. But as a whole, Pasco County football is not considered one of the strong counties in the state. I understand that. I understand. No, you're 100% right with that. So what's uh, what's the future look like for you? What are you thinking? I mean, you uh, you going to continue to keep us updated on this stuff? or you gonna? Uh, oh, yeah, well, as long as I can. Uh, you know, I, I use a number number of different sources. Uh, my, my son goes to, like I said, he goes to almost all the games. Good. He helps out coaching the varsity baseball team. And uh, I think they go to some of the basketball teams' games. So, I, you know, he gets some of the information for me. I've got some other people that will, that will uh, give me some information. And then I, then I got other sources, you know, that I can go to. Yeah, I'll keep it the scores of the games now basketball i probably won't because it's too too hard to follow you've got girls and boys basketball you got jv boys and girls basketball so they're just too much to try to keep up with i will keep up with as much as i can and of course right now basketball not a lot of people are all excited about pasco basketball at the moment unless they can turn the program around but of course you know that shouldn't make any difference uh, but it does. It does, yeah. Uh, so I, I'll keep it updated as much as I can. Now, when baseball comes around, uh, like I say, my son helps helps out with the varsity baseball team, so I'll probably cover them, you know, fairly good. Uh, it's not that I like baseball any better than basketball. I like both of them probably equal as well as a player uh, and as a coach. But um, Well, like you say, that's just it's, it's four, four teams to keep up versus one. Essentially, yeah, in basketball, there's just too many. Yeah, and now back when I worked at Pasco News years ago, when I was there, well, most of Pasco News, my newspaper stuff, 
was mostly part-time because I was teaching and coaching full-time. But I still got the information, you know, got to as many games as I could. Then after retired, I retired. I worked for the Pasco News a few more years. And then a few years ago, when I started the Dade City News, I worked with them for one year. Uh, and, I, and I had to cover and go to a lot of ball games. So... Well, we miss seeing you. We we really do, and miss hearing your voice and everything. How's your? Uh, so, give us a health update. You're saying that um, you had a couple knees okay, replaced. Are you going update. to or what? My right knee that I first had the surgery on about a year and a half, two years ago, it's it's it's, it's doing fine. Good. My left knee, which I had operated on February uh, the 24th, I believe it was, and then I was in Dade City Hospital. Uh, treatment center, uh, physical therapy unit for about 45, 50 days. And, uh, and then it was coming along pretty good or real good. And all, then all of a sudden something happened. And, uh, when I went to my surgeon here a while back, he said I had developed a stiff knee in my left knee hmm. and he wanted me to have some more advanced therapy. But up to this point yet, I haven't, uh, I've been doing some other stuff here, some of the stuff that my therapist taught me and whatever, uh, but the but the left knee now is starting to come around fairly good. Good. But I know I've, I've, I've got some other health problems too. Yeah. Nothing that is likely to kill me unless I have a heart attack tomorrow uh, <laughs> or today. How but, did you uh, How did you make out with this COVID thing? Uh, oh, we came fine. I, we never had any problems. Good. Of course, I, I was inside most of the time. Yeah. I didn't hardly go anywhere. Yeah. But now my wife and I both. We've had two of the shots. Good, good for you. The booster, good. booster shot. Now I don't know. Good, hadn't had it, but good. we've had we've had two shots. Good. So we've come through it for pretty fine. Well, that's awesome. That is so. I don't so know if that. I don't know if that's correct grammar. Pretty fine. It is. Anyway. We're in Pasco County, Florida. That's perfect. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe not many English teachers are listening. <laughs> We're in there. So is your mobility uh, limited? Or are you still able to get out and about if you need to? Or, or? no, no. I, well, I get around the house. Uh, yeah. Real good now. Yeah. Uh, I've got a lift chair yeah. that we got uh, about a year, year and a half ago. Gets me our bedrooms are upstairs, okay. So we had to get that to get me upstairs. But yeah, I can, and I can even walk around the house here uh, without any help. Gotcha. Uh, without my help apparatuses, uh, my great granddaughter, she's here two or three, four days a week. She'll start hollering when I start walking around without any help. Yeah, you without need my <laughs> without maids. She'll get all excited. Look in there. Tells her mother. Tells her. Tells her mother. Yeah, she's three years old. She tells her mother. Look, look. Papa's walking without any help. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's getting a little bit better. Yeah. Oh well, gosh. Well, Mister Newton, uh, we've been doing this for about forty-five minutes, and I, I tell yeah, you're probably going to have to edit a whole lot. No, I ain't going to edit nothing. I mean, that's the beautiful Ed, edit, part. Edit out the, the edit out the bad grammar. I <laughs> know, heck, no, I like it. I like it. I, now I tell I tell people, I said yes, I have a college degree, but it was not in English. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. But you know what? I'll I'll, I'll say this now. Let you bail out or whatever. Uh, and I barely passed English in high school, really? English grammar and whatever. Yeah. But when I went to Hillsborough Community College, uh, I went to a, to a counselor to, to do the scheduling. He said, look here. He said, I've got your high school transcripts. Great. He said, you need to take a beginner's course in, in English. I said, wait a minute. Do I get credit for that? He said, no, no, no. This will get you ready to try to pass the course. Well, it was English composition. 
at, at, the, at the junior college, called junior college back then. All I made was an A and a B in six hours of that English composition. He would not even talk to me later in the school year. I tried to talk to him. He, he brushed me off. He said, I don't have time. <laughs> well, we're, we're glad that your path uh, brought you and kept you with us there in East Pasco County. And we're, uh, we're grateful. We're grateful. We truly are grateful for everything that you've done for us and having a passion of, uh, of staying local. I mean, a lot of people with your energy and your desire, um, we want to college, uh, cover colleges or maybe pro and stuff like that. But you, um, your roots stayed grounded and, and you really, you really have contributed yep, to this, a lot of people. This is home. Yeah. Well, like I said, I was born in Norman park, Moultrie, Georgia, Calkin County. Uh, nothing against those folks. I still probably have a few cousins, uh, living there. I don't know how many of them I'd know if they walked in here. Uh, but this is home. Dade city's home. People ask me, said, uh, where are you going to build your retirement home? I said, we're right here. <laughs> Hickory Hills, this is this retirement. Well, we're glad that you're here. And uh, maybe I can, uh, if if uh, I'm fortunate enough, you'll uh, grant me another interview on this podcast at some point. And I, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I thoroughly enjoy it. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off on this thing and uh, and process it and get it cut up and put it out. And and I just want to tell and you, thank good you. Luck, good, luck, good luck in your new real estate uh, adventure oh we will we'll we'll do good we'll uh we're enjoying it anyway so you know how it is either work yeah. or it won't yep thank you well okay. listen thank you very much mr newton i appreciate it okay all right enjoyed it man yes, sir. Okay. bye-bye, bye-bye.